You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner, and not going to lie, I'm a little hungover. Well, it's more champagne headache. I'm not really hungover. Because last night was the Tonys. So I'm recording this intro the morning after the Tonys. Um, So I had a little viewing party with my best friend and my husband. And it's my husband's birthday. And also my best friend's last night in Wicked. Uh, He just did about a six-week vacation uh, run at Wicked. The Gershwin on Broadway after doing the national tour for about a year. And uh, I'm sure there'll be many more times at Wicked. But for now, this concluded his first run at the Gershwin, and we're very proud. So, you know, it was my husband's birthday, too, and there was a lot of champagne. The Tony's birthday, closing night of Wicked, we love it. Um, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Thanks. Uh, thank you for joining. Please subscribe, comment, like, share, you know, do all that good stuff. Uh, follow me. Uh, contact me on social media at the Michael Kushner or at your multi-hyphenate. And my book, How to Be a Multi-Ivanet in the Theater Business, Conversations, Advice, and Tips from Dear Multi-Ivanet, is out now. It's at the Drama Bookshop. It's on Amazon. It's uh, available online with Barnes & Noble. It's pretty great. (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to, you know, congratulate everyone. Uh, There's a lot of family and friends involved at the Tonys. Um, You know, uh, that people that have been a part of Dear Multi-Ivanet, the dressing room project, Michael Kushner Photography, people I've just worked with throughout the years, like uh, Bonnie Milligan, Betsy Wolf. Jordan e. Cooper, Krista Lucas Perry, uh, Beowulf Borat, Natasha Katz. I mean, so many wonderful people. And congrats to Parade and Kimberly Akimbo and Leopoldstadt. Oh, love it. Um, theater's back, you know? It's exciting. It's very exciting. But, you know, it, it does also, the Tonys is a really interesting thing. It's like, I'm so happy about the Tonys and obviously celebratory, but then there's also this part that's like, there's like the sadness for me because it's like I have this thing that I'm like I don't want to go to the Tonys until I'm invited. But being multi-hyphenates, you know, create a lot of we create a lot of our own work, and a lot of the work that I do in the Broadway community is like knocking down my own doors and photographing backstage. And the last time I invested in a show on Broadway where I was involved in the producing team was in 2017, and I'm trying to be really picky about that. And um, you know. Uh, just it's it's interesting because um i feel very much a part of the broadway community but then there are times where i feel very on the outside because i'm constantly creating my own work 
And there's a lot of people that are like that as well, that are creating their own work, and um, they're not directly associated with a specific show on Broadway, but they are very much involved in the Broadway community. They work very closely with those involved in the shows. They even, you know, even work in inside the shows, but aren't acknowledged as a part of the team. And it's a really interesting thing, um, which is why I think we should start expanding the nominations of the Broadway experience, the Broadway tony experience because there's so many people that work on so many shows that don't get you know um uh included and you know that's special i think there should be special effects photography videography uh casting um uh press outreach you know there are so many different people that can get nominated that that don't have the opportunity to that are still helping the show exist and and you know uh, help just helping all around you know get get it to broadway and stay on broadway and i feel like those people should be acknowledged somehow but that's just me anyway i always keep it real inter multi-hyphenate so happy about the tony is so thrilled so proud um and it was a great telecast too ari debose nailed it she did the thing Okay, let's move on to this episode featuring Renrick Palmer. Renrick Palmer was born in Kingston, Jamaica. After turning 13, his family decided it was time for a change and headed north to New York City, where Renrick would eventually finish school. Despite being drawn to the arts, Renrick felt another calling. He soon found himself swearing in as an airman in the United States Air Force. His time in uniform took him around the world, including a tour of duty in the Middle East in support of Operation Inherent Resolve, exposing him to numerous cultures and experiences most of us seldom have. Not only did this help Renrick develop as a person, it provided him with the foundation for all that soon followed. After leaving service, Renrick enrolled in Long Island University. He obtained a degree in exercise science and used it to launch his career. Renrick also graduated from the New York Film Academy and is active with the public theater. His passion traces back to Shakespeare, fueling his drive to perform. Renrick has numerous accolades and accomplishments to his name, not the least of which being honored to play baseball the play the baseball great Jackie Robinson on the History Channel. He is best known for playing the part of Nelson Green in the off-Broadway critics pick Play Wedding Band. Never one to rest on his past achievements, Renrick won the Best Actor Award at the Ignite Film Festival in 2022 for his portrayal of Haseem in the short film Hold Up. Renrick also just released a book called War Your Way to Success, which we talk about in the episode. And also, right before we start, I just want to say that I will be doing, <laughs> I'll be appearing in P-Town. So if any listeners are based in P-Town for the summer, or will be in P-Town from about June 18th through the 27th, I will be at Eric Lesh Gallery um, selling uh, dressing room project, backstage photography, prints of, of work featuring, uh, we got... Um, Betsy Wolf, we got uh, uh, Randy Graf, uh, Kanita Miller, um, we have Darren Chris, we have some wonderful, wonderful people, um, and I will share specifically who is available for purchase um, on social media shortly, but if you're in P-Town, come to Eric Lesh Gallery on Commercial Street, where I'll be uh, selling selling my wares and uh, i hope to see you all i hope to see you all there anyway again comment subscribe rate do all that good stuff love you all enjoy the episode renrick palmer how are you i am quite well quite well how are you doing i'm so glad that you're joining me on this monday morning <laughs> thank you for having me michael it was an absolute pleasure i love when jenna 
uh, just connected us and said, hey, you guys would be great to, to, to work with each other. And I'm like, let's do it. So um, that is a that connection and, and yeah. ensemble and uh, network is a huge aspect of being a multi-hyphenate. And so Jenna was your teacher? Jenna was my teacher at New York Film Academy, uh, voice, move, voice and Movement. Uh, phenomenal. So once I graduated, you know, I just uh, gra- I graduated and I had the pandemic. <laughs> so, you know, going into an industry of acting, it's like, oh, here goes the pandemic. Let's see how you handle this. And, you know, I really just spent the time just, you know, going over my monologues and just, you know, uh, working out. So when the industry opened up, I'll be ready. And, you know, I was I, I you once you put in the work, you will be awarded. Uh, and I kept in contact with her throughout that, you know, once everything got back up and running and she was like, how are you doing? And I'm like, when they slowed down, I sped up. Nice. <laughs> And she just really took to that. And she came to my first show, uh, uh, Wedding Band, that won an OB Award mm-hmm. uh, at Theater for the New Audience. And then she also came to my second show, As You Like It, at Shakespeare in the Park at the Delacorte Theater. And it's just been a blossoming relationship since there. You know, she's a wonderful person and she's really, you know, loving and supporting. So I really appreciate her for that. And just, you know, coming along with me on my journey. So from teacher to, you know, to my friend and still a teacher. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, sometimes our friends are our teachers, and our teachers yes. are our friends. I, Absolutely. I before this, um, before we started recording, I got off the phone with my teacher from high school and mm. um, Elena Garcia, who was on this podcast, and we're working on a project together. But you know, she, I, re- you know, she's one of those people that I remember the second I met her and uh, and and she is con- and her lessons have continued to inform who I am as an artist to this day and mm-hmm. uh she's family you know even though she yeah. was my high school teacher but you know now that we're adults right there's not too much of an age difference between us like it, it's it's there's that dynamic of like high school teacher and student and yeah. then there's college professor and student but then once you're out in the real world and you're an adult it's sort of Mm -hmm. like now you have you establish those bound those relationships with the boundaries that you um choose as opposed to the ones that are bestowed upon you right like with an institution um and i find that to be interesting and it's like you never have to talk to your teachers or professors again but the right ones are always going to be resources and support systems for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really just putting forth your best foot in those environments. So when you are noticed by the right ones, right? Yes. It's not, yeah. It's not going in an environment and just taking it for granted. Like I'm just here to do this. No, I'm here to do my best work. When the right ones see you like, okay, he's something let's work with him. <laughs> you know, he's not just here to play around. Right. Uh, he or she is not just here to play around. And it's um, that's very important. It was just when it comes to being a multi hyphenate as well. It's so true. I was just in Florida yeah. State Thespians and it's 8000, 8000 kids in the state of Florida that come to share their monologues, their songs, their large group scenes, their shows um, mm-hmm. that they've done throughout the year in their in their school year and then they you know come to tampa and share that and um it's really incredible it's an incredible um festival that's you know directed by lindsay warfield and um in one of my workshops 
one of the kids said, you know, the industry just feels so far away. Mm. And I was like, look around you right now. You're in it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> You're in it, baby. Because yeah. the people, the people that are around you that stay in mm-hmm. the industry are going to be your your people forever. They get you. They know where you came from. They know you at your worst. They know you at your best. Yeah. Um. They. Uh. You know. It. it you are. You're. You're working with someone in the industry. The industry starts right now. Um, right. Right. And it's the people who. It's the people, sorry to cut you off, but it's the no, people please. who hang in hang in there the longest who gets to reap the fruits, you know, reap the benefits. So right. uh, when it's like, it seems so, as you, and I'm glad you said, no, it's right around you. But if you don't stay in it long enough with the people right around you, you won't experience it. You, you'll be sitting at home like, I used to be in class with him because right. he stuck around. Right. He stuck around through the highs and the lows and went through all the emotions. Like, feel like I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, but he kept, he or she kept doing the work. And it's like, oh, oh, I used to be with that person. Yeah, you hang it's around amazing. The shop long enough, you know, you end up getting a haircut. I think Denzel, I heard Denzel say that one time. You hang <laughs> around the barbershop long enough, you end up getting a haircut. So hang around long enough. It's true. You know, yeah. I I think this industry is, um, you know, you, you said when the industry slowed down, you sped up. I think, yeah. damn, that's incredible. Because I think, you know, I did that. I think my fiance did that. I think a lot of, the artists I respect did that. I watched them do it and I collaborated with those people as well. Um, But I I really do think that this industry is survival of the fittest. I think as long as you keep showing up and you you stay innovative for yourself, you're going to find success. I mean, you're going to, even like, even if, even if you keep showing up to auditions and casting directors aren't, casting you right like there's still information there that can help you make the next choice to what you're going to do in this industry whether or not that's writing your own stuff and getting it filmed or getting it produced on stage or and you know saying f you to the industry and the gatekeepers behind the table right or or you're saying hey look maybe right now i'm not the most marketable as an actor maybe I'm going to focus on this stuff and then come back after mm-hmm. I've lived some life, after I've made other connections, after I've done A, B, and C, then I'll come back as an actor. There are so many different mm-hmm. paths. We don't, you know, the stereotype that's in the movies or um, or TV shows about starving actors, it's like that doesn't necessarily really exist unless you truly have no grasp on what the industry actually is <laughs> right 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 I, and i i agree because let's tie it back to the whole monkey multi-hyphenate thing right please do <laughs> in order to survive not just in this in this industry but it's within this world you you have you have to be more than a one-trick pony yeah you have to okay as you said okay I I went to these auditions. I didn't have all the tools I needed yet. So let me go out and experience more of the world, gather those tools, and then come back. Mm -hmm. It's multi-hyphenate. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. Being able to draw from different experiences, different, um, having different relationships, having different jobs, having just different moments in time to help you develop into the person you are to be. I call it 
uh, at creating your best self. I have another mm-hmm. book out there called Create Your Best Self. Right. And it's it's essential that you do all these things from not only mental to the physical to the environmental stuff to create the person who you want to become. So what is a multi-hyphenate to you? Multi-hyphenate to me is a, a, a person who wears many hats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, know, he knows his focus, know, he or she knows his focus, know where they're going, mm-hmm. but know that, okay, to get there, these are the things I need to do to develop um, to develop and get to my goal. So for me, I are, I, and I read a little bit about you, so you're a photographer, you do the photography, you've been mm-hmm. Vogue and uh, mm-hmm. the awards, uh, what's the awards? I, it's slipping me right now. Um, oh, I don't know. Tony, do- Tony, Tony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I'm literally, I read my own bio and I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> right. You have the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you, your producer, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm, I'm another thing I read you did, you played uh, Much Ado. You were in Much Ado. Uh, I, I also, yes, yes, I love that, love that play. I just recently did it like to the end, towards the end of last year. I played Claudio, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. I, I, I played, um, I, I've done it twice. I'm lucky enough to oh, have nice. done it twice. Nice, nice. Um, I played Balthazar and I played okay. George Seacole opposite um, John Cariani at Barrington Stage. And it was one of the, talk about multi-hyphenate, dear mm-hmm. friend, dear friend, I see him often. He's one of those friends where I'm like, oh, we actually do see each other. Um, playwright yeah. of playwright of, of Almost Maine and, you know, was, um, uh, originated uh Nigel Bottom in something rotten and mm-hmm. to- Tony Tony nominee as well. And mm-hmm. I will never forget, and I he still won't tell me, but <laughs> I he uh, it was after our first rehearsal and I was we were off stage right. We had just finished a scene and he goes, mm-hmm. You have to tell me if I'm funny. You have to okay. you have you have to tell me if the because you're funny. You're funny and you know you know comedy. Uh, and I and I had just graduated college, and I was like, "Oh my god, John Kerry just told me it was funny, and he needs <laughs> he, he needs me to tell him what it was." And it was such an honor; it was such a high honor of yeah. of respect and responsibility. Mm. And I still don't know to this day if he saw a nervous college kid, and he did mm. this to get me out of my head, or he genuinely was like, "Kid's funny." Like I yeah. need him to, you know, hold me accountable and make sure like what I'm doing is funny, which either yeah. way is adorable and sweet. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Established, amazing. It established big trust. And um, yeah. I think, you know, being a multi-hyphenate, like, and I don't mean to cut you off. I still, you know, I no, know that you right. have, you have more, more to say, <laughs> about being but I think a huge element of being a multi-hyphenate is trust. Mm. Um trust between our network and trust between the people that we work with, but trust between our hyphens, trust between the talents that we give, making like understanding that like what we are about to produce. Yeah. And I don't mean like produce a web series or produce a play, what we are about to produce, whatever art that is, right. um, is worthy of an audience is worthy of, um, of, of being told so you know I, I please continue with your with your you know interpretation of what a multi-hyphenate is but i think you know since you brought up much to do about nothing i'd be remiss yeah. if i didn't say like <laughs> there's trust built into what we do very much so 
because even in if take it to the stage being on a stage you have to trust that your partner's going to catch you if you fall mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and that they have they have to trust that you're going to catch them if they ever so they ever fall right and that's 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 very important um not just only in that world but just in the society of interacting with other multi-hyphenates mm -hmm. do are you are you paying that close enough attention to know when when you're needed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I, that's uh, that's essential but in regards to multi multi-hyphenate when i was just saying wearing different hats it's it's being the producer, being able to be the producer, being able to be being the writer, being the just taking it all in, right? And to see where you fit. Okay, that works for me. That works for me. Okay, no, that's not my strong suit. I need to work on that. Yeah, that those are all the things that you know make up a multi hyphenate for myself and just the different things I engaged in, engage in, and continue to engage in, which is uh, essential in me creating my best self. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I you know keeping keeping up with the conversation about trust you know yeah. what i what i always say about multi-hyphenating is that like why it's why it, it is a lucrative way of of creating it it it's um i i think it is is a really um the 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 roots of multi-hyphenating are sort of um uh, bulletproof in a way because I feel like we look at all of the famous artists that we have around us and most of them are multi-hyphenates and mm -hmm. it's because of their perspective it's because of their voice but being multi-hyphenate is really being a warrior because you risk failure for each of your hyphens you know what I mean mm -hmm. you if you are an actor right if you only identify as an actor which is great mm-hmm if you don't identify as a multi-hyphenate and you just identify as an actor, that is totally fine. This is your art form. You are allowed to identify however you want. Mm -hmm. You only risk one failure, right? You risk right. failure as failing as an artist. But the second that you attach multiple hyphens to your identity, being a multi-hyphenate, yeah. you risk failure. You risk more failure. So you have to be really strong. And yeah. so be, being a multi-hyphenate is like it's it, it requires courage it requires strength but the reason why multi-hyphenating works is because of point of view the reason why a lot of multi-hyphenates fail but are able to pick it back up and and remain strong and their work is known is because of their point of view multi-hyphenate multi-hyphenate artistry is based in a point of view so therefore if an artist is telling a story, it hasn't been told before because it's their story. Right. And that's why, I mean, look at so many multi-hyphenates around us, right? Like there's Whoopi Goldberg, Mel Brooks, Issa Rae, Rachel Brosnahan, um, Carol Burnett. Um, mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> Donald Glover. Um, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. We could literally yeah. sit here and list hundreds of multi-hyphenates, right? Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda. And the reason why they are successful is because they have a strong point of view. Yeah. And they're a Perry. Of, right. Exa exactly. <laughs> there are yeah. some, it's because they have specific points of view and they bring forward a point of view that has not been told yet because it's their own. So yeah, yeah even though multi-hyphenating risks failure and more failure, it is such a holistic, um, honest art form. Mm -hmm. And that's why multi-hyphenating works. So do you think, do you think that that individual has to know themselves 
fully to be a multi-hyphenate? Um, I mean, or, yeah. Or actually be on a journey discovering who they are to become that multi-hyphenate. What do you think? It's a complicated question, right? Because it's yeah. like sort of what comes first, the chicken or the egg, in <laughs> right. my opinion. I don't know what yeah. your opinion is on this, but, you know, in headshots, like I'm, I'm a headshot photographer. And yeah. um, when I when I photograph a client, the, the most successful clients are the ones that bring their perspective to the lens. The ones that, just like an actor, headshots are an extension of self-tapes, they're an extension of the rehearsal room, they're an extension of their opening night, they're an extension, an extension of the audition, everything, rehearsals, whatever it yeah. is. Because you have now are in front of a lens and we have to capture the things that are unique about you, but broad enough to get you in a million different rooms, right? We don't want to be yeah. so specific that we pigeonhole you, but we also don't want to be so broad that no one knows what to do with you so there's a fine line yeah but the clients that nail that the most are the ones who don't care because they're so aligned with who they are that it reads mm -hmm. so like nancy opal right tony nominee nancy opal original pennywise mm -hmm. in urintown mm -hmm. she came into the studio for her headshots and she literally went like this <laughs> and I just went, T -t 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 -t. you know, she made yeah. her face and she looked at the lens and was like, and she looked at the viewfinder and was like, great, that's it. We done. Yep. Yep. And it's like, that's all it is. That's all it is, is just bringing yourself what you know about yourself in relation to the industry and, yeah. and bringing that into the room. And that's what multi-hyphenating is to me. Yeah. You are allowed to, in your life, you are allowed to, and I say this to clients too. You are allowed to say, I don't know. You are allowed to walk yeah. up and down the street being like, oh, God, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. you're, we're artists. We're allowed to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But when you are about to drop, you know, $500, $800, on a headshot session or, or self-tape studios or coachings or whatever it is, you have mm -hmm. to walk in making a choice. You have to commit to that choice. So Absolutely. I don't think you have to know everything about yourself because we're humans. We never know everything about yourself. But when yeah. you walk into a room, when you commit to a project, when you meet with people, when you are ready for a collaboration, you have to know about yourself enough in that moment mm -hmm. to be able to play with the big dogs. And that's where I feel like multi-hyphenating comes in yeah. is committing enough in that respect. What yeah. do you think? I agree. And that was a great explanation. <laughs> I, it's being able to make a choice, right? Once you get in the room, I'm going to make this choice and this is what it is. I may not know this set, but I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to see it all the way through. Mm -hmm. and, if I need, and if I need to pivot, I'll pivot. If I need to take and make adjustments, I'll make adjustments. But this is the choice I've made and this is where I'm going, right? And that's essential. That's so essential to to uh, figuring it out, because you can't figure it out. If I don't know, no, no, and, and don't make any decision and just let everyone direct you, but you directing yourself, because then you'll end up where you don't want to be, right? And and then feel completely lost and as if you have no control. So where does pivoting come from? Like for you, like when does pivoting when does come? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. When does it feel 
organic? When do you feel you know have to pi- you have to pivot? Like, please. I spend so I spend a I spend a lot of my time a majority in the mornings. I get up early, right? I get up pretty early, so I spend a lot of time in the mornings just reflecting. So I'll get up. Like I feel like a lot of times we don't have time to just think, and that's the most important thing to to figuring out where you want to go. So if I'm if I'm engaged in something and I'm like hey, I'm, I'm I've made the decision where I'm going, and I'm at say I'm at a good ways into it. And I feel like something something needs to be adjusted in regards to I have a feeling like, okay, I might not be doing enough. So what do I need to do to get to where I want to go? Or, you know, get get the needle moving a little further. Or or okay, I just hit a wall. I feel like I hit I've hit a wall and I'm I'm not sure how to get over this wall or get through this wall or go around this wall. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? So that's when the pivot comes into play. When I when I have those feelings, or I'm like, okay, I need to I need to take this to another level. So it's internal, right? And you'll see it happening around you. Even if it doesn't, like, how do I move this further without me having that feeling coming? I guess it's the feelings. It's the feeling regardless. <laughs> so it comes from just paying close attention to what you're doing, uh, and how do you want to how do you want to go about getting to the next step, and then spend some time just in a quiet environment, get up early, read something positive, listen to something positive, and then let the mind start to work, work out the problems that you're, 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 it's created that you want to solve. So it's multi-hyphenate. You need to spend, you need to spend time with yourself to hear your own voice, hear your own thoughts and think so you can feel what's going on. Am I at a wall? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to, and then attack it. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. We're going to listen to a few words from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Let's do it. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Um, my collaborator, Ashley Kate Adams, uh, has a book called Be Your Own Producer, which is a fabulous read. Mm-hmm. And um, she's the founder of AKA Productions and just in, an incredible multi-hyphenate. Mm-hmm. And she talks about workflow a lot. She introduced the concept mm-hmm. of workflow to me because I was someone that um, never really set boundaries on my work schedule, would just be like, you know, I was on the clock uh, all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And once mm-hmm. I started working with her, she really imparted the wisdom of workflow and boundaries and how important that was. And one of the things that I started to implement was 
me time was time that I can truthfully um, rely on myself for and mm-hmm. do something that uh, would help will help me recharge, will help me ground myself again. And grounding was a huge thing of my journey at Ithaca College. Like they were like, we don't want we we want Mikey to become Michael. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the tactics weren't the best, and that's okay. Like, I mean, I'm someone that walked away from college a little, le- a little, um, a little like, you know, and I'm not just talking about my specific college, I'm talking about like college in general. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. have really big issues with their colleges, and I'm someone that walked away from college with a really great experience. I loved my college. Um, are there things that I would have changed? Of course, but we're all human. We all have, we all have real experiences. Um, but for me, the faculty really tried to get me to grow up and ground, you know, you know, like grow up and grow down sort of. And, um, I'm thankful for what they did with me, but, um, you know, uh, I sort of forgot about that grounding yourself is a is a journey that goes on for a very long time. It doesn't mm-hmm. ever end. So I sort of lost that. And then when I started to reground myself again, I really started to figure out what was real and true to me and what I was committing myself to as an artist that was not serving mm-hmm. my multi-hyphenate um, journey. And so when you're like, when you're saying take pause and breathe, yeah that's not just i think people don't understand like when people say that people don't understand like what that actually means and what that does we're not just saying like take pause and breathe and like let your body like chill out from being on overdrive and like calm down from mm-hmm. the stimulus which is very true but right. what that does is that helps you take stock and figure out what's important in your life like what are you saying, oh, I have to do this because I have to do this, or I have to do this because I want to do this. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you have, have you ever worked on any projects or created anything for yourself where you have maybe stopped or pivoted because you were like, I'm only doing this because I, someone else is putting the pressure on me, or I don't really want to do this, but I feel like I have to, like, when did you sort of understand like multi-hyphenating we mm. have so much control over what we get to create? That's a that's an interesting one. Have I had a have I had a project like that? Uh... <laughs> and it's okay if you didn't. I just want to know a, a time, you know, since yeah. we're talking about pause, since we're talking about breathing and collecting ourselves, that that has helped you make the make the choice or make the decision. That's a, that's a good question. I none none. Because I'm so intentional and deliberate with things I do. Um, if I attempt something, I really that's I really want to do. Um, and if I need to pivot, it might be the universe telling me, "Hey, this is not the direction, the universe, God, what you know, whatever anybody else perceives it as." Um, it might be it might be God telling me like, hey, this is not the route I want you to take, mm-hmm. even though it's something you can you can do. It's this go through this door right here, and it will open up it it will open up all the other doors that you want. So yeah. it, I might be banging on that door like, hey, what's going on here? 
I know I can do this, but it's not opening. And then it, it, it happened. I was, I was into fitness modeling, fitness modeling a real lot, right? So when I got out the military, I wanted, uh, I got out the military, I'm like, I finished my master's at Long Island University. Mm-hmm. And then I'm saying, okay, I want to do something. I've done everything society wanted me to do. I've got the degrees. I've, I've went to the military. I've, I've worked with juvenile delinquents. I, I you know, I've, I feel like I've I've done what society deems is successful, right? Mm-hmm. To make you successful. I'm like, okay, now it's time to start living for Rick. What mm-hmm. does Rick want? Rick enjoyed enjoyed uh, enjoys working out. And I'm like, okay, I see the the fitness thing. I'm like, I can do that. Okay, let's do it. So I took the time, took about seven months and completely just got shredded and cut down and everything. And then I got in front of a photographer, got a photographer like I was just putting the steps together in my head. I'm like, okay, this is what I want. Okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. This, and just checking off all the boxes. And then I I got in front of a photographer, started taking pictures. I looked at the agencies, the top agencies that I want. One, one thing with me is I want to be a part of the best, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work to be a part of the best. So that's why I joined the Air Force because it was considered the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's the best? That's where I'm going. Took my test, got in, went off, lived in Germany for a while did a bunch of stuff and then came back right so now it's like okay next step wanted my master do the masters okay great now it's like fitness modeling what's the best agency i saw there was wilhelmina and uh ford and and a couple others out there right and i'm like okay wilhelmina i saw you know looked at my looked if if that's somewhere i'd be i'd fit i'd be i'd fit in i'm like okay cool and then i just submitted every day for two weeks I submitted submitted my portfolio online over mm-hmm. and over. I was doing it three times a day, over and because I'm like, okay, a lot of people are submitting online. They're probably doing it once. Mm-hmm. I need to do it morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's luckily, okay, the door opened up. I'm like, okay, a door opened. I got in, in within two weeks. I checked my email. Mm-hmm. I, at first, I got a little discouraged, like, wait, this isn't. But then I think the the that the night off the 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 second week, going into the third week, uh, I I believe. Um, if memory serves me right, I got an email from an agent that worked there. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I'm looking for. But then I got there, did the inter- did the interview. Okay, you're a little green. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. What does mm-hmm. that mean? <laughs> this is this is a new world to me. So it's like, wait, what is it? But in my mind, it's like, okay, go in front of picture, take, go in front of the camera, take pictures, but it's a lot more with speaking with your eyes and your face and telling a story. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can have a great body or whatnot, but if you don't know how to tell a story and sell a picture, then it won't, you know? So I kept knocking on that door some more times, but that if I had went that route, I wouldn't have, and the universe didn't say, okay, we don't want you there, even though you can do that. Find your way into acting, because that will open up way more doors for you. And I'm like, all right, I didn't understand it then, but then I went to acting, and, and then so many doors were just opening up left and right. But you also have to do the work, right? So you have to do the work and you have to be diligent and you have to be consistent mm-hmm. in, in all this stuff. So I think that is a scenario where I was doing something and not necessarily that I wasn't supposed to be, I guess I wasn't supposed to be doing it. And it led me to, okay, let me figure out this other thing and do this. That's beautiful. Do you, yeah. how do you identify as a multi-academic? Like what are your hyphens? I am a, a executive producer, I am a actor, I am a uh, 
uh, author, uh, what else? What else? Uh, I am a, uh, I'm real estate, so I'm a hard money lender in real estate. And so I do a, a couple of stuff. So would you all around? But <laughs> would you add, would you add vet to your hyphens? Yes, vet, military veteran, military veteran. Uh, that is that one. That's my. That is one of the the things that instilled even more discipline in me. Mm-hmm. So with that, even though I don't even mention, it, it's like okay, that's who I am. <laughs> just that's me. I'm a veteran. That's one aspect of me, I should say. Because you're um, not my first. You're not my first vet that I've had on. No. On my podcast, I've had you know Mary Jo McCon- <laughs> Mary Jo McConnell, who's an incredible actor um and she is a retired veteran and um you know she so actively brings her mm-hmm. uh experience as a veteran, veteran into her art form especially when it comes yeah. to um healing uh pts through art uh on others which is incredible and if mm-hmm. anyone is new to this podcast that's listening please go find my episode with Mary Jo McConnell. Um, it's incredible. But, you know, I, I I ask four questions in my book. When when someone is finding out, how do, how do I know how do I identify as a multi-hyphenate? And I have four mm-hmm. questions. I go, uh, does it bring you joy? Do you get mm-hmm. paid for it? Mm-hmm. Is there a paper trail? Like I can Google you and it'll be there. Or did you write a book? Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is yeah. it? yeah. And the the fourth one is, do you, do they cross pollinate? How does each one affect mm-hmm. your other artistry? So, like, how does I, your being an executive producer affect your actor, and how does your yeah. actor affect? So, how does your how does your in the obvious and the not obvious ways? How does yeah. your being a veteran yeah. affect, affect your artistry in the theater, television, and film industries? The veteran is the basis. I'd say it's the basis because it's it's allowed me to have the experiences of some of a lifetime, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right? From taking me from a kid in Brooklyn to a kid that lived in a, a completely foreign country for two and a half years who wouldn't have been able to do that wouldn't have been able to to have the the mindset to do that. Well, I guess I did have the mindset because I joined the military, <laughs> but wouldn't have been able to have the the financial means at that time to go live in a a, a completely different country for two mm-hmm. and a half years. Now the trade off was yes, I had to work, work right uh, for for that opportunity, uh, which was a wonderful experience within itself. And you know, some only you know experience only a few will ever you know get have. So that that opened up me to a opened me up to a whole different world of culture of mixing with people from various walks of life and their experiences and just i'm a i'm a very analytical person and i observe a lot so that was i was taking them everything in mm-hmm. all the experiences and as an artist to to i'm able to draw on all these experiences from going to a complete going in poland and seeing homelessness i'm like okay this is a people on the street okay this is not only in the United States, not only in Jamaica, it's an, a worldwide issue, world, world, worldwide issue. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it, that even spoke to me even more. And it's like, okay, 
which is the problem. So that 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 left a mark on me, right? And then seeing meeting people from going being in the military and having um, a good friend of mine, tell, a, a guy, like, hey, listen, I love you, man. I'm like, wait, what? He, I love you. I'm like, okay. And, you know, coming from you know a cultural background in Jamaica where everybody's strong and you know uh, in a family household, you don't really hear that from 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 all the male figures. Mm-hmm. But it's like hearing that for the first time was like, oh, okay. And then I started to adapt. Okay, I, it's okay for me to tell you know a good friend of mine that, that I you know listen, I love you. Yeah. I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll speak to you soon, and this, that, and the third. So getting yeah. getting that that really opened me up even more. And it's like, all right, let's let's continue to develop. <laughs> let's wow. let's continue to grow and let this mindset become even more more uh, more broader. Yeah. And be, so and being deployed for six months, uh, and and that experience of working, you know, six six days a week, having one night off. So, and we're working 12, 14 hour shifts um, in the deserts of Jordan, in the desert of Jordan. And that, that, that experience is, that left a mark on me, mm. you know, and that, in that high intensity environment, you know, we're dropping live bombs. So that was, yeah. a, that was, that was like, okay, you know, waking up, barely getting any sleep, waking up like two, three, four times in the night to go to go use the bathroom because you know you're a little bit nervous (laughs) so all those experiences that 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 ties into coming back to the civilian society like okay i can handle this okay i know who that person is when i read a script uh all right okay let me if, if if it's looking at you know the real estate things that i enjoy seeing it's like all right i've been to different different areas and I see what how different people uh live in these areas and what would thrive and you know what doesn't work uh and being an artist right so we I say we're the directors producers and choreographers of our life mm-hmm. producers because you know we're we're in charge of our our business which is who we are and 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 we're in charge of uh, securing you know securing the rights to our script that we yeah. create on a daily basis so we're the producers we're the directors because we we're we're the rehearsals and everything we do throughout our own life we're conducting that and we're 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 casting the right support and actors to help us on our journey and also us to help them it's not just a take but it's also it's take but it's also not just a take but also a give at the same time right and the choreographers because with the right movement we develop the story unfolds in a beautiful way mm. so all all those things from the from the military to taking those lessons and 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 coming back to the civilian society to, to the civilian society and uh, just okay I've been in stressful situations okay I know how to handle that all right I've I know how to accept love yeah uh, I know how to uh, deal with my deal with frustrations because <laughs> that's one of the things you're going to have to deal with in the military. Like you're gonna have people who, who treat you like, you know, s h i t for like, <laughs> and you have to learn how to deal with it and not hey become belligerent or anything of that sort. Right. You know, it's a chain of command. You have to know how to handle those stuff. So all those all those lessons I learned there, it's just transferring it here and doing it on a biggest you know a bigger scale with my own free will. 
Right. Yeah. So what was the uh, impulse to write your book? The impulse, it came from a quote I wrote. Which your book is called War Your Way to Success and is out now. It came out February 12th. It's February February 13th. February 13th. I was a day off. A day off. Yes, yes. February 13th. As Warrior Way to Success, the veteran's journeys from loading bombs to performing on stage. Um, it came about from a quote I wrote in in um what year was it? 2018. Mm-hmm. And the quote is your life isn't your own. Someone out there needs to hear the stories of your success. Mm. your failures mm-hmm. and your misfortunes in order to become the person they need to be. Yeah. And when I wrote that, it, 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 I, I'm like, at first it's like, okay, can I, yeah, you have a story to tell, but am I old enough to even write an autobiography? <laughs> Is that, but there's no, tomorrow isn't promised, right? right? So I can be like, at first I was like, I wrote it down. I'm going to write out my autobiography when I'm 40. Right. I'm 40 years old. And then it's it's good to have the right friends around you. Because yeah. then they will hear the stuff you're saying. I'm like, and saying, I'm like, no, that's nonsense. You're going to write it now. <laughs> you're going to write it now. Tomorrow isn't promised. You don't, you don't even know if you're going to be here for the next 10, 5 years. Yeah. So having the right people around you to encourage you is really important. But once they they pushed me in that direction and I, I said okay this is why i wrote the quote because i believe it's important to share your story no matter how big or small you think there are they'll they're, they're able to help someone and uh i also wanted to honor my mother mm. with the book as well so it's like with her teachings and everything she instilled in me i wanted that to live on forever Beautiful. so it's like okay how do i live on forever these are the things i do i write my story i publish it somebody 10, 15, 20 years from now be able to read it and take something of value from it instead of us, t- if, instead of me, you know, when my time is up here, just taking all the good information that I gathered with me, right? And not passing it on in any way, shape, or form. So I think the biggest thing that's happening is a lot of the stories are being lost. Mm. They're not being transferred from one generation to the next. And it's like, how that's going to end, I'm going to end that for my, my general, my, my family, it's going to be told and these people are going to be mentioned and they'll be able to live on through my story. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think our generational stories are being lost? I think people are becoming too consumed with self Mm -hmm. and it's me, 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 as opposed to the, the we aspect. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they really look at it, the country doesn't operate on a me aspect. It operates mm-hmm. on a we aspect. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called um, United States, a, a military, right. or United States Air Force, United States Marines, United States. We operate as a group, and that's right. why they, they, if America is considered one of the, you know, the super, the major, super, the considered superpower, because they move as a unit. So right. everybody, it, I think society, everybody's become so. Uh, focused on the self, they're not realizing in order to flourish, you need to move as a, a, a group. And that's you need to work as a unit. Yeah. And that's exactly what multi hyphenating is. We, yeah. even though we are one entity ourselves, mm-hmm. we operate as a group, right? Yes. We have a group of hyphens that we operate 
actor, photographer, producer, writer, podcaster, educator, mm-hmm. but we also hire and create networks of people to tell those stories. We work mm-hmm. as a group. We pay people's bills. We help people exist as artists. That's why mm-hmm. I'd say it's lucrative because we're not only creating employment opportunities for ourselves, but we're creating mm-hmm. employment opportunities for other people. Absolutely. So even though multi-hyphenating on paper might look self-focused because it's like, oh my God, that person is an actor of so many things. Oh my God, they can't get enough of themselves. It's actually the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. We're creating all of these opportunities so that other artists can exist as well. So that audience yeah. members, I love what you said about your story doesn't belong to just you. It does belong to that it, your your story isn't your own. I love that yeah. because it's true. Our stories belong to our audiences. It belongs to our collaborators. It belongs to our ancestors. It belongs to you know our future family members. It belongs to everyone else. So that's yeah. why I believe that multi-hyphenating, you know, aside from you directly using. Yeah. your your points of views in the army as a veteran to write a book and to inform your acting and you know yeah. all of that wonderful goodness but yeah. taking the lesson of coming from the united states army which is a collaborative effort and becoming yeah. a multi-hyphenate that is yeah that is a direct correlation and that's beautiful yeah yeah, I also well since I'm a I'm an immigrant, I was born and raised in Jamaica, so I I t- I used my experience in my life from so the book starts out from my my childhood in Jamaica, then coming to the United States for the first time and then then from there, you know, high school, college, those experiences and then the military and then coming back from the military, experiencing loss and then ultimately finding my way to becoming an actor. And author now, <laughs> entrepreneur, speaker, producer. So all those, all those things, and it's. I think it's essential. So you know, there's an immigrant out there who's, who's like, well, I feel a little lost. Okay, here's a book right here. These are the different. These are and with the book. I the reason why when I when when I first got this cover, I'm like, nah, people are gonna think I'm conceited. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Why are you? Why are you? When they designed it, I'm like definitely not that cover and they said no hold on think about it this way these are the different hats you've worn yeah there's the there's the military guy there's the business guy there's the 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 rogue guy as you say (laughs) when he comes out when he gets his chance to and this person in the middle is this the guy who has to create all these pieces right yeah so that's when I when I looked at it that way, it's like, oh, oh, okay, other people can see it like that. Yeah. And the, the story, that's what it is. It's not I'm infatuated with myself. Right. Um, it's no, these are the different hats you can wear as a multi-hyphenate. <laughs> I love that. So where can we get our copy of Warrior Way to Success? Warrior Way to Success can be found on Amazon, it's in Barnes and Nobles. Uh, it's on my website, runitpalmer.com. You can order it uh, personally from my website. And yeah. Well, Renrick Palmer, you are amazing. You are such an incredible person to speak with. And thank you for 
sharing your story and your perspective on your multi-hyphenate, where can we find you on social media? My name is on Instagram, RenardPalmer.com. Renard Point, Renard, Renard Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, Renard Palmer. Facebook, Renard Palmer. Twitter, Renard Palmer. That's all the same. Thank you uh, for listening to this episode. Please rate, comment, subscribe to Dear Multi Hyphenate on Apple Podcasts, and also follow on Instagram at Dear Multi Hyphenate or at the Michael Kushner. Again, I would be nothing without you all listening and. Uh, You're the best, bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.